<laughs> uh, starting live shows is always fun. Welcome, guys. Uh, it's good to be back in New York after what feels like the last couple of months on the road. Just got back from Namibia on Sunday, and we've been back in studio filming and catching up on editing all week. Loki, I'm not sure if she's in frame, but Loki is joining us today, keeping my computer warm. Oop. And my audio is on, whoopsie. So anyway, thank you all for joining. Today we've got a fun show. We had a bunch of great entries for the green competition this week. So I'm gonna be going through and judging those and giving away some prizes. This week the prize is going to be my Business of Photography course. It's um, something I put together a couple of years ago. It's got a bunch of different forms and templates that you can use and customize for your own business, but it's also, you know, going through a- We're in the test what do you mean? Are you live on the, on the actual? Uh, it says you're live. Uh, and yes, I'm live and it's on YouTube and now I'm talking about being live on YouTube. So we're not great at live streaming yet. <laughs> the picture looks pretty good though. So anyway, um, everyone say, if you're in the chat, say hi to Chris, who's off camera trying to um, sort all this out, and Lindsay, who's petrified we're gonna cut to her at any moment. There is a camera nearby. Um, yes, I don't know what I was talking about, but we are live, and thank you for the, the comments. Just stay in the chat room as well, Chris, so then you see if there is a problem. Um, you'll notice in the header for today's show, the NSFW, uh, one of the clips we're going to be playing has some nudity in it, so I'll warn you in case you um, are in an environment where that's an issue so you can blank your screen for a second. So anyway, uh, before we jump into it, if you wanna get involved in future shows, jump on over to macranger.com forward slash toglife and there you can submit images for each week's theme. You can submit your business details and that kind of thing and hang out on Instagram, Twitter and Facebook for each week I send out to ask for questions for Ask Matt, which we'll be doing towards the end of the show. And if you are subscribed, make sure you ring the little bell there under the video to get notifications when things like this are going on. You'll get a, a notification to say we're live so you can jump in and interact with us. So, as I said, our sponsor for Photo of the Week is going to be my Business of Photography course. Um, let's take a look at the shots that I pulled out as finalists. I, I think we had maybe 50 or more shots entered, so I was kind of hard getting it down to just six, but I have. So the theme was green, and first up we've got Brendan Manzur with this shot of a green python. I'm not sure what kind of python, but it's beautiful, big diamond-shaped head. Um, you know, having just come back from Namibia, I do understand when you look at a shot and say, oh, it'd be ideal if it was a little bit this way, that way, this way, that way, you can't necessarily move the snake or you can't necessarily get an extra 10 foot up in the air to get a different vantage point that you might have wanted on the snake. I think the framing is a little off. Um, there's probably a bit too much empty room on the left of frame. I would even like to just see it come in tighter. This could probably be a portrait oriented shot uh, kind of cropping in partway through the branch and then just giving us a bit of space to the left of his his head. I'm assuming it's a boy, you know, it's easy to identify a snake like that. Uh, but beautiful, beautiful animal. Next one from 
Gurjo Ksorba. Uh, we had a lot of waterfall shots entered, you know, being green, this kind of thing just works so well. I thought this one worked especially well because kind of the water that you've gotten at a, I don't know, I'm guessing maybe a 15 or 20 second exposure to get it really milky like that is the only thing really punctuating the green of the shot. It's just kind of overwhelming otherwise. It's a, a wall of green, which is really beautiful and actually quite hard. When you're doing a shot like this, so often you've got so much sky peeping through, which is going to blow out. Here we've only got the tiny little bit up at the top left of frame. So I thought this is really pretty. Next one from Isabella de Roys. I have seen scenes like this a lot, but I'm not exactly sure what's going on here. It almost looks as though the, the field worker is throwing out grains of rice for planting, but that's not how they plant rice paddies, and it's already uh, harvest ready to be collected. So I don't exactly know what they're doing here, throwing out something white, maybe um, some salt. <laughs> uh, but it's nice. It would, I think, still be... Uh, it, there's room for improvement. Um, you know, it looks like they're wearing some kind of mask, but uh, I would prefer to see them a little bit more front on, if possible. In the background, on the far right, we've got like the, the hut cutting in there. Um, when you're shooting something like this, if they're in the field and they're Um, but yeah, I like it. So that's now recording. Cool. Next up from Ivo Slanina. Hey, Loki. No one can see you there, so I'm talking to myself. Uh, this, uh, you know, it's kind of stark. I, on a thumbnail view, I thought this worked really well. It's kind of a, the, you know, the, the vignette, I'm not a huge fan of. That looks like it's been added to me or it's shot wide open on a, a lens that vignettes heavily. Um, and on the thumbnail, the green kind of does quite stand out. On the bigger shot, whilst I think it's kind of an interesting shot, I'm not sure that the green is a dominant enough feature of what's making the shot work. It does certainly make me wonder what's going on there. I'm going to guess that maybe it's Thailand, but it's hard to tell. Next one from Dri Hanila. I'm guessing this is a drone shot, and I mean, it's gorgeous. It just, it's... It, it, I don't know, it becomes like abstract art. The, it almost looks like the seams on a tennis ball or something with that white road through the, the textured green landscape. Um, as a piece of kind of graphic illustrative art, I think it works quite nicely. As a, just as a photo, it doesn't kind of ask a lot of questions or that kind of thing, but it's, it's nice to look at. And our final one here from Keith Lamore, who by chance I was chatting with in the chat room before this started. Um, I love this shot. Um, it actually took me a second when I was first looking through it to notice the little guy in there because he does camouflage so well, which is obviously by, I was going to say design, by evolution. Um, but yeah, I think it's just beautiful and uh, fitting with the theme of green, I actually don't think there's any other entry there that embodies that theme as well as this one. So well done, Keith. I'm going to choose you out as our winner and we'll be in touch most likely. Justin will in the next couple of days to get you your copy of Business of Photography across. Nice one.
So, everything's running smoothly, no things in the chat room, good, no problems. This is fun. All right, so news. Now, this is the, if you are sensitive or you're in a workplace environment, now's the time to close your monitor for the next 30 seconds. Uh, first thing I wanted to let you guys know, my Intimate Portraiture version 2.0 download series is half price this month only. I haven't been plugging this, you know, or you know, putting it out there that much because I know it's right up some people's alley, but other people aren't too interested in it. But this is just up for the one month. And after that, I can guarantee you the offer won't be repeated. The deal's coming down at the end of the month. So if you want to get it half price, seven real life photo shoots, then jump on over to macgrangercom forward slash intimate. You probably heard if you're into Apple or not, it seems every media outlet reports everything that Apple does. So you probably heard that they've announced a new iMac Pro. You know, there's, I won't, I'm not gonna go through everything, just a little top line thought here. I've actually got a video coming of my whole thoughts on this one. But when you read the spec sheet, just keep in mind the, the amazing specs they're listing. That's the maximum specs you can upgrade to but the price they're quoting is for the minimum. So when they're saying that it's going to start at $5,000 US, I'm guessing that's going to be at least 7,500 in Australia and top end spec'd out, I really can't even tell, but I'm sure it'll be over $10,000 for an all-in-one computer. Um, I mean, even the normal iMac starts at 2,100 and you can spec it out to 5,000 and that's not a pro one. Um, you do always, and I think everyone knows this, you pay an Apple tax, people talk about it all the time. And I don't wanna start that conversation again. If you don't use Mac, that's fine. If you like Mac, that's fine too. And I think everyone who's using Mac, me included, knows you are paying a premium and some sacrifices in terms of upgradability and you know compatibility by using it. But we do it anyway and we're not idiots, it's just a difference of opinion. When you talk about the Apple tax, I saw someone, and I've popped the link in the caption below, um, saying that if you were to spec out this system, the entry-level iMac Pro, it'd be about 4,400 bucks. So a $600 premium to get it all in one with Apple's finishing and their OS and all of that maybe isn't too bad. But actually the list they had put together was using lower spec RAM, a much older, lower uh, GPU. So it's a funny dichotomy with Apple, and I have the trash can iMac, uh, sorry, Mac Pro. It is actually, if you were to get all the same parts and build your custom computer, not terrible value compared to building it yourself if you used all those same parts. The point is, if you're after video editing performance or music this or whatever it is you're trying to build out, you don't necessarily need Xeon processors or ECC memory. So you can get that using lower price parts and get as good or better performance. So that's kind of the thing where I think DIY PC users like to kind of have a go at Apple users. Anyway, quick drink. You might've seen, and this was actually a little while ago, I was in Namibia, so I couldn't cover this. Nikon has announced three new lenses, a 28 mil F 1.4, 28's you know, kind of a niche focal length and it's it's an expensive lens, so I think you'll know if that's something that's going to suit you. Then a 10 to 20 mil DX. Now, what's interesting about that one, it does have VR on an ultra wide zoom. 
So who knows, the 14 to 24 full frame lens is probably the next due to be upgraded, having done the 24 to 70, 70 to 200. So who knows, maybe we'll see VR on that now, seeing they've added it to the 24 to 70 as well. And also an eight to 15 mil fisheye zoom. Now it's actually almost exactly the same specs as the Canon eight to 15 mil fisheye that they introduced, I think last year, exact same price of $1,250, which in that realm of lenses is not unreasonable. Only unusual thing, the Canon is a constant F4. This is a F3.5 to F4.5 variable aperture on such a wide lens, it surprised me that they would need to do that, but that's what it is. Let me know in the chat room if that's a lens that would be useful to you. I saw some of my tour participants in Namibia really making great use of 12 mil fisheyes, uh, taking shots of the Milky Way to get a huge amount in and to actually get some of the landscape in the foreground. So eight to 15, I could see it would actually be pretty versatile. Now there was a couple of things that, you know, you see it all the time and I don't want to quote the cliche headline that goes around the States at the moment, but kind of just poor reporting on stuff. And there's all these things going around about how the Japanese government has asked Fuji to buy a stake in Nikon. And it sounds like such a big thing, but then when you dig into it, just check the link that I've put in the caption. It's, I mean, it's worse than hearsay. It's a poor translation of a fragment of an article that was itself hearsay, then Google translated and then kind of tried to decipher what exactly they were talking about. Business in Japan is really different to the rest of the world. The way things happen there, a lot of it is so old fashioned. Actually, I've popped a link there as well that explains a little bit about how traditional business structures there still persist and how, in a way, the company that looks after Mitsubishi cars also owns a brewery and also has a major stake in Nikon. And then the company that also owns Fuji, I think has Toyota and uh, I don't know, another brewery. And it's just these huge conglomerates and the banks have a huge role in the way the businesses are run. So it's probably more likely that they're talking about some kind of huge top level merger rather than you know, the, the team from Fuji driving on over and giving Nikon a handout or something. So anyway, go past the headline and actually read what the evidence is these articles are being based on. And sometimes it's just kind of ridiculous. Um, we just saw this five minutes before going live. So I have to admit, I haven't read the whole thing, but Sony have released new firmware for six of its E-mount cameras, including the A9. Um, Whatever you want to say about Sony, and I know it's such a polarizing topic, they do bring out things, and actually so have Canon and Nikon in last years, that weren't perfect for the market, that had some little errors. But you have to say they bring out firmware updates that correct things pretty you know, quickly. The A9 was having overheating indicator issues and star eating, and apparently this fix is going to fix them along with some other fixes for the A7R2, A7S, A7, so that's good if nothing else. Another one, uh, this time to Korea, Samyang have announced a new 35mm f2.8 lens for Sony. 2.8 on such a wide lens is not super fast, but it is tiny. And again, I just, I mean, who who is writing these articles? Where are we? Um, this one, <laughs> they report that, sorry, I need to load it. 
Can I even find it? Okay. Today, it's instilling at least a bit of fear into Zeiss with its ultra-portable size and ultra-affordable price tag. And then no further mention of that. What do you mean it's instilling fear in Zeiss? The, the company, do you have any kind of reference for that? Or that's just saying that you think because it's cheaper, the company must be you know, having emergency meetings or something. Anyway, I'm happy to see Samyang pushing into this area. Their lenses have always been great value and to see them moving into autofocus and maintaining great price. And from what I've seen, the image quality looks, you know, for the price, quite great as well. So good to see. And certainly mirrorless is a big and emerging market. Next up, and there's a couple here I'm just going to rush through because we have a lot of news this week. A Swiss village of, what are they, what's the name of the village? Okay, sorry folks, seems we were down for a few seconds there. Um, we're still ironing out the bugs. Having said that, we're back in studio now for, well, not in studio, but in the country for a whopping two months without any overseas trips. So hopefully that'll get us in a good routine of doing these shows live. Um, I forgot to actually mention, next week's show, the theme is going to be nude. And that's again, because my series is on half price. Um, of course, as always, you can interpret it broadly. It could be, you know, you can interpret it however you like, but no doubt there will be some nude portraiture entered. So again, next week will be a not suitable for work show if you're tuning in live. You might want to catch it afterwards. Um, <laughs> is this someone saying that it crashed because we're using Mac? To be fair, the app did crash using a, an iPad. So yeah, maybe it is. Um, so still picking up the pace, um, the village, it's just a little, I think, uh, you know, trying to get a bit of controversy and get people to visit. Kind of clever, I guess. Um, unfortunately, Google has abandoned the Nick software collection, SilverFX. Uh, I think they bought it like four years ago and then just started giving it away for free. They've just announced they're going to stop development on it. So if you haven't yet, check the link. You can click through the different links there. I'll pop a direct link as well. Download a copy before it becomes difficult to find because it's fantastic software and I mean even at a reasonable price it's worth getting um, when it you know Google made it free then it's just a no-brainer and it's a great plug-in for Lightroom. A little light-hearted one here which I just stumbled across I found this hilarious. Um, so when I was in Namibia I was shooting with the 500mm f4e lens from Nikon. There was a couple of us using those and there was actually also a guest using the 800mm f5.6 lens. It's a total beast and something I didn't know, it comes with its own 1.25 adapter, making it a 1000mm f7.1 or something. That's serial number paired to the lens, so only your adapter will work on your lens because they calibrate them to work perfectly. Anyway, it's an absolute beast of a lens. Um, this shot thrown on screen of a guy made his own rig for shooting at, uh, at an air show. When I saw it, I just, you know, I burst out laughing. I think it's hilarious. But, I mean, on one hand, no, I personally wouldn't go out to an air show looking like that. It looks like you're trying to shoot them down. But 
you know, it gets the job done. And, you know, photography isn't a fashion show. It's about getting the shot. And to his credit, if you scroll down the page that I've linked to Petapixel there, his shots of the planes are actually pretty phenomenal. So it, I'm sure he got a lot of laughs and attention walking around, but it did the job, right? Last two pieces of news. This Saturday is the Adorama Street Fair. I've never actually been in town when this was on in the past. It's Saturday, 10 till four. This is not a paid promotion or anything, but I live a couple of blocks away and I'm planning to stop by. So if you head along, I'll hope to see you there. And I'll probably do a Facebook Live little event wandering around and seeing what's going on. It looks like they've got a bunch of vendors there, so it could be a good opportunity. If nothing else, to get your hands on the new Nikon lenses, the new Sony bodies, all of that kind of thing. And lucky last for those of you who are tuning in live, my Nepal tour for the end of October this year has just gone live. We're going to the former kingdom of Lo in Upper Mustang. It's a fascinating place. It gets hardly any tourists because of the permit requirements, which we take care of for you. It's live up at the website now, mattgranger.com forward slash Nepal. We've already got bookings coming in and I'm going to be putting the advertising up for it starting next week. So if you want to get involved, then you might want to check that out before that fills up. Any questions in the chat room or everything's going smoothly now? Excellent. Okay, Ask Matt time. So each week I throw up a graphic calling for questions. Um, if this is your first time tuning in, or if it's your first time asking questions, I have the same requirement every time that I find it really difficult, even though I know other people in this position do answer general gear questions. If you ask me, should I buy X or Y, I am reluctant to answer that because I don't think I can really give you a meaningful answer. To know that, I need to know all, you know, what you're currently shooting with, what your budget is, what your requirements are, what your options are. And then that becomes a whole essay and it's not really suitable for this kind of format. So I tend to skip those questions and try and choose ones that I think are helpful to the person asking it and to more people in the room. So let's jump in with Nicholas Meyer. Will you put the Sony A9 to the test on a Safari? Now, you kind of read my mind. I'm working on a series of different things at the moment that I can't share just yet but it is about testing stuff in those kind of situations. I just got back from Safari and I was hoping to take the A9, but it wasn't available in time and I needed really long lenses which aren't available for it at the moment. But I have teed up a loner which everything going smoothly I'll be getting at the end of the month to take to San Francisco for a couple of things that we're shooting there. So watch this space. Joe Montiel, how do you tell people no? I think you just say no, rather than reading the whole thing. If people are asking you to shoot things that you don't want to shoot and you're doing it as a business, you either need, you know, I mean, if you've decided you're not going to do that stuff anymore, then it's, it's just be honest in any of those situations. I find don't burn bridges because the people who are asking for senior pictures who you have to say no to today may want to buy a landscape tomorrow. But just say, thanks, but I'm not doing that anymore. I'm focused on this. You can check out my new website at this address. Thanks for your business. All the best. Um, yeah, I don't, that's not something I think is a particularly challenging one. Lewis RM23, dude, how you doing, dude? Have you thought about visiting Mexico? I have, and actually one of my best friends is from Mexico. We were talking about visiting there. 
Um, I went as a kid, but <laughs> I don't think it really counts. We did a day trip to Tijuana, so I don't, I don't think I can count that as having been to Mexico. But yeah, especially now that I'm living so much closer, um, I was actually looking at some different places to go just, you know, for a short couple of day trips for personal reasons. Um, M.I. Taylor Photography. I'm looking at a used Nikkor 400mm 2.8 in my local shop. It's priced very low because of a pronounced AF squeak when first used. Will this repair negate the savings of buying this awesome lens used? Please help. Um, I haven't seen it, but the people selling it have, and they're hedging their bets that the repair is going to cost a lot, otherwise they wouldn't be selling it cheap. So it's a crapshoot. If you know more than them, then take the gamble. If you don't, then yeah, potentially they have an idea that it's a serious issue and they're discounting it $2,000 because they think the repair is going to be $2,100. Who knows? Um, the best would be to get someone who really knows a lot about lenses to go and actually inspect it for you and have an idea of what it is. Or see if you can take it out, take test shots. If it's just squeaky but it performs great, it may be okay. But in this kind of third party, having not seen the lens myself, it's really hard to see. RAID S2, what do you use as a flash diffuser for macro photography? If you're just getting started, I've done some videos actually, check out the Educating Tina uh, episode we did on macro and I did another one in the Amazon on macro where I was testing out the new Tamron 90mm. I use a ring flash and there's a bunch of dedicated macro flashes out there. If you're just planning to use a a flash, it's quite difficult because you want to get, you know, if you're doing true macro, you're likely to be right up on top of things and you want normally light coming from multiple sides. But if you want side lighting on something, I mean, anything can be used as a diffuser. Just keep in mind, the only way that it's going to diffuse is if you're actually using something bigger than the light source and, you know, big light means soft light. So that's, if you want hard light, then you don't need to diffuse it. Greg Perks, do you have the battery grip for the D500? I don't even have a D500, so no. When I've used it, I've just rented it. Pavel Lukovic, are you satisfied with your Tissot watch? Well, I'm not wearing it, but yes, it's fantastic. I normally wear it for travel. So surprisingly, this week I actually had two or three questions about wristwatches, so it's something maybe people are interested in. Um, I have to confess, if you didn't know this already, I'm a total gear whore and gadget fiend. Back in college, my nickname was actually Inspector Gadget because I was always getting new cool toys. Um, and I love the Tissot, it's the T-Touch because it's solar, touchscreen, it's got an altimeter and all of this cool stuff built in. Daniel Gontar, what's your favorite color? <laughs> uh, this seems like something that preteens talk about. My favorite color, I don't get it. Um, the, the, the color I use on the channel is orange, but I tend to wear black, but don't worry, I'm not depressed. So, Buckner, is that how you pronounce that? Buckner? What's your innate approach when dealing with people? Benefit of the doubt or no second chance for a first impression? Um, I don't know if that's really philosophical, but of course I wouldn't write someone off on a first impression and never give them a second chance. So I'm not, I don't think that's a, uh, I, I, if I have to choose one or the other, then I guess benefit of the doubt. You, um, everyone has bad days. There's days where I'm a grumpy bastard as well. And I hope that if someone meets me on that day and then meets me again, that they'll, you know, Give me a second chance. Chief1301, 
Can I take a crisp portrait with a teeth? I don't need to read the gear. Yes, you can. You know, it's funny, I do all these videos for budgetography showing how the recent one we did was a $10,000 camera setup versus a $100 one and how most people on the street preferred the $100 one. And then I don't think it's ever gonna end. You know, we do those kind of videos to demonstrate something and the questions never end. Whatever gear you're using, learn to use it. And yes, you can get a nice shot with it. Lucky last, Harald. I don't know how you say that, Doe. Dolheim, I don't know. I'm a Fuji fanboy and curious about your photos and impression with the GFX, how was it? Um, I have shared so many pictures. When I was in Bhutan, I was traveling with that and I just, I shared, I don't know, must have been a couple, a dozen at least, maybe two dozen shots over at Instagram and Facebook. So check them out. I think it's Instagram underscore Matt Granger and Facebook is just Matt Granger. Um, I really liked it, and Chris is working right now on the, an edit of a video uh, reviewing it as we traveled through Bhutan, so that will be coming out before too long. But long story short, it's a great camera, and whilst it has its limitations in, I think, any environment, like any camera does, you have to use it, you have to learn to use it the right way, the files coming off it, I just absolutely loved. Lucky last for this week. Um, is our tog of the week. So this week, uh, Justin helped me narrow down the field and I've chosen our Janus Farhat from Dortmund in Germany. What is it? Am I just crap at pronouncing things? It seems everyone who enters has a hard to pronounce name or comes from a town that I've never seen that word before. Um, Janus is shooting, and I don't know if Janus is a man or a woman even, uh, weddings, people, and travel, and you can see the cover page there, some lovely work, so do check that out. The whole point of this Tog of the Week and Photo of the Week and all that kind of thing, it's not really about giving away prizes, it's about trying to get you guys to start seeing what each other's doing and sharing cool work and featuring people in the community. So if you haven't yet, do submit yourself, whether it's a Flickr page, an Instagram page, or your actual business, and you know who knows we might pick you out and profile you for all the things we've talked about today my intimate series that's on half price all of the different news stories there's clickable links in the caption below where you can go straight through and read it for yourself just jumping in and having a look at the chat room to make sure i haven't missed anything uh anything you think needs addressing uh, Chris? I mean, oh here's one you, you find out one or two for me, but I just saw one interesting and now I've lost who asked it. But someone said, how is your cat adjusting to New York City? Oh, here we go. It's not a great story. It's a pain in the butt, but okay. So my dear cat, where is she? She's not here at the moment. This morning before Chris arrived, I think I aged about a year. If I had probably lost a little bit more hair. Um, we couldn't find it, long story short. We have this small place, but I, you know, an hour doesn't sound like a lot of time, but actually spending an hour searching two big empty rooms for my cat, it, it started to get quite nerve wracking because I'd had the bathroom window open for a whole 15 seconds after a shower and then closed it. But I, you know, I was sure I had fed her after that, but then in the panic of not being able to find her, really started to question had she jumped out the window or something we're on like the 20th floor 
I was sick with nerves. We checked everything. I was like opening my Pelican cases that were locked in, in the cupboard to check them. I checked the fridge twice. I was looking you know, everywhere, under the bed, all the luggage that she sometimes climbs into and we just couldn't find her. And after going down and searching the street, you know, paranoid that I was going to find her squashed on the sidewalk from having jumped out the window, I got a message that she was asleep in my sock drawer. Two things about that. I'm not wearing socks today, so I didn't open my sock drawer and apparently she was in the drawer and the drawer was shut. And she was just chilling out asleep there. So that's how my cat's liking New York. She's giving me a heart attack. That was longer than it needed to be. But thank you to everyone who and gotten involved. Do check out all of the, the links below. And I believe in about half an hour's time, Tony and Chelsea Northrop's live show uh, kicks off. So you should jump on over and check that out as well. I might even see you in the chat room there. And if you are going to the Adorama Street Fair this weekend, come say hi. And what else? If you're in San Francisco at the end of the month, we may even have an opportunity to meet up there. Chris and I are heading over to do some work the last weekend of the month. So yeah, jump on over to macgranger.com forward slash toglife, get involved in next week's show. Theme is nude. It's gonna be the same time, same Thursday as this show. And I hope we'll see you guys then. Ciao.